0: Martin banks it off. Sutter is up with it there. Right around in front.
1: Live.
0: In the entertainment capital of the world. Leading goal scorer on the team. Two-one in it. Score! It's the T.C. Martin Show. A tie game on the. To get your daily prescription from the doctor. A power play goal by the captain, T.C. Martin. It's brushed on back by Richard Putz. Right up front, Yonder, Ben inside of the net. Star!
1: The doctor is now in. Glad to have you with us. Hour number two of the show. T.C. Martin Ballpark Frank with you on this uh, Monday. And don't forget, you got plenty of time still to get the William Hill mobile app and take advantage of the promo code TC50. Still doing it. They're free money for you, no matter what you're wagering on. Whether it's the NHL, Major League Baseball, the UFC, it's all there for you. Download the app on your phone, William Hill mobile app. Get over to any of the William Hill sportsbooks, the Cosmopolitan in Las Vegas, or anywhere else, the kiosks around town. Use that promo code TC50 for that. $53 in your account, they'll match with an additional $50. There you go, William Hill mobile app. And also, speaking of promo codes, our good friend RVDCBD. Yes, Uh, one of our testimonials from uh, our high school baseball pitcher that joined us said he ordered a bunch of stuff over the weekend. Use that promo code, uh, TCRVD. Uh, 21% off anything on the website. So for all your CBD needs, go to the website RVDCBD.com. Check it all out. 21% off anything on the website. Already affordable, but even more affordable when you use the promo code TCRVD. You can buy more. That's right. There it goes. You know? <laughs> Good. You know, the creams, the oils, all that. Loosen things up there. There you have it. All right. All right. Yeah, a guy who will probably need maybe a little of that cream... Uh, you know, just on his neck and everything because he's watching so much UFC is our, our guru himself, Matthew Holt, U.S. Integrity. What is going on, my friend? DC, how are we doing? We're doing good. There it is. You know, Matt, uh, you know, not only is, is he here, he's on, he's doing TV now, ESPN. He, he's, he's turning to the, we've created a monster with you, Matt. Plain and simple. The UFC guru of all time.
2: That's it, man.
1: There you go. <laughs> Let's talk about what your eyes saw uh, the other night. I know you and I were talking last week and uh, you know in the main event with uh, Whitaker, and I know you told me, you said, hey, you like this fight to go the distance. Uh, there were some handicappers out there who said, oh, this thing's a surefire under. I go, let me go to my guy, Matt. Matt goes, "Now this thing's going the distance. Sure enough, what happened? It went the distance. There you go.
2: Well, at the end of the day, I mean, nobody's knocking Kelvin Gastelum out. That's a kid who's never been knocked out. And despite fighting some of the toughest guys in the world, including current welterweight champion, um, you know, Israel Adesanya, former champion Robert Whittaker, he's been in there with a lot of tough guys. And like a lot of those tough Mexican fighters, he, he's hard to get out of there, win or lose. And this thing was undoubtedly going the distance. It was just a matter of whether Gastelum would Be able to, uh, you know, overcome the speed disadvantages he had and land enough shots. He wasn't able to Saturday night, but never in doubt that he was going to get stopped.
3: Yeah, and certainly Whitaker was dominant in the fight, like you said, Uh, maybe not going to finish it, but uh, I don't think the outcome of the fight was ever in jeopardy if you watched it. And now Whitaker, uh, it sounds like he wants Adesanya again. Yeah,
2: and we'll see. You know that's a tough fight for Robert Whitaker, and because he just got dominated. And, you know, a lot of times when you have a rematch, it's because the first fight was close or the first fight was good. And but but Robert Whitaker was outclassed in that first fight. So what I, but the problem is now he's the clear number one contender, so he can't say he doesn't want another title shot. I just happen what I just wonder what's going to happen differently this time around that didn't happen the first time.
1: Big match coming up this weekend, Matt. We've got Usman and Masvidal. A lot of people looking forward to this. Uh, Give us some thoughts.
2: Yeah, look, awesome card this weekend. Three title fights atop this uh, UFC 261 this weekend. Masvidal, Usman, certainly the main event. The problem here is everybody saw Usman, Masvidal, when Masvidal came in on short notice, taking uh, over for an opponent They they couldn't make the fight. Uh, and literally took the fight on five days' notice. And after a bunch of takedowns by Usman, Masvidal was just gassed, still made it to the final bell and losing a decision, but was totally gassed after two or three rounds because he didn't have a full training camp. So I do actually think Jorge Masvidal is going to put together a much better performance this time, at least in terms of having something in the gas tank. The problem is Jorge Masvidal is 36. And after, you know, right before the Nate Diaz fight when he landed that, you know, the famous flying knee across the cage at Ben Askren, he got a huge payday. They made up a belt, the BMF belt, baddest mother blank, um, for him and Nate Diaz just to have a fight so there could be a belt on the line. Uh, And that fight did huge numbers. And this is a guy who was a career journeyman, really tough guy. Jorge Masvidal is so old. If you go back to the old Kimbo Slice street fighting videos where he's fighting people in their backyards, Jorge Masvidal is on some of those videos, (laughs) fighting people in their backyards. That's how long Jorge Masvidal has been doing this kind of stuff. Now the problem is I wonder how hungry he is after that big payday leading up to the Nate Diaz fight. Uh, and I'm not sure at 36 he really has it in him to make the type of adjustments to go through a long training camp to do the things that that might give him a chance against an athlete like Kamaru Usman. So I think at the end of the day, Usman's probably going to come out on top again, as the odds would suggest Usman a 4-1 to favorite. But I do think with a full training camp at the very least, Masvidal should have a much better gas tank and will probably have a better showing than the first time these two fought.
1: You know, you talk about Masvidal, and you know, you know again, being 36 years old, it reminds me of uh, my boy Uriah Faber back in the day uh, in these smoke-filled little bars when he when he first started, uh, you know, um, MMA. And uh, for guys that yeah, age, e- even that's before starts. WEC, exactly. That's my point. Yeah. yeah. And I remember going to some of those in, in Sacramento. I was like, you know what? What am I watching here? What? What is this? And again, that's how, you know, there's this, not this great long history, obviously, of MMA and UFC specifically, you know, even as popular as it is, but you go back to guys that are in their mid to late 30s, even early 40s, this is where they started, and the sport is completely changed. Well, and some of those cards were literally called smokers. Yeah, yeah right, right, <laughs> yeah, yeah, crazy, crazy. And uh, you, you know, Matt, we've talked about this before with, with records, and really with UFC, Records you kinda do throw out the window. I mean massball's thirty five and fourteen. Like you said, it's been around a long time. Usman eighteen and one. But you, we always talk about you never see that in boxing where you see the guys you know, that are fighting that are, you know, twenty three and zero against a twenty three and one guy or that sort of thing. Records really don't mean that much when you're matching up UFC fighters, do they?
2: No, absolutely not. And part of it is Um, you're always getting evenly matched throughout your entire UFC career because UFC is built for gambling. You watch and wager on every single fight on the card. There is no boxing cards that offer that. You know, most of the the undercards are strictly buried on the undercards and they are for guys to enhance their record and and, and build up their skill set as they move along, and there's no wagering on them. And if there is wagering, the guys are 1 to 100 and nobody bets on it anyway, UFC has built a product, and part of the reason they're so successful as sports betting spreads across the country uh, is that because it's a sport built for wagering, and they tend to match people evenly. So if you're in 50-50 fights all the time, in theory you should lose half of them because you're in 50-50 fights all the time so relevance or uh, records are almost completely irrelevant in the UFC although you know we do see guys i mean Khabib Nurmagomedov retired undefeated and George St-Pierre had a lofty record and John Jones has never lost in, in MMA. Really, he had one disqualification loss way back in the day, but nobody's ever beat him. So it's not like we don't have guys in MMA with lofty records. But for the most part, you know, if you took boxers and matched them evenly all the time, they wouldn't have the the padded records that they do either. They'd have much more losses. So rock records completely, almost completely irrelevant in MMA.
3: You mentioned the main event with um, Usman and Masvidal, and it seems like Usman's uh, a heavy favorite, and maybe there's some good reasons for it. But you mentioned some of the other card as well. Uriah Hall taking on Chris Weidman, I find that interesting. And the two women's fights, and again, that's one of the differences between MMA and UFC that you're not going to see in boxing with the women's fights. Uh, Both of those fights look potentially intriguing.
2: Yeah, look, two title fights there. Uh, Rose Naima looking to regain that 115-pound title against Wei Li Zhang, who has been in absolute terror. 19 straight wins for Wei Li Zhang, and she has just... Burned through this 115-pound division. Rose Majumas, though, the most popular strawweight ever. This is going to be a really interesting fight. It with two women in their prime, 131, 128 years old, both of them right in their prime. And and the talks this week has been Rose Majumas is is using Wei Li Zhang's communist. Uh, upbringing from China as her sort of motivating factor here. She's anti-communism and and she's using that as a motivating factor for this fight. It, It seems a little strange in 2021 that we're talking about USA versus communism as kind of a theme for a title fight but Rose Namajumus has turned it into the theme for this fight it'll be really interesting to see what happens in this fight cuz Rose Namajumus is one of the tallest strawweights there is really knows how to use that size and length but Wei Li Zhang is so so strong this is probably the most competitive. The one card on the fight where you're going, boy, I have no idea what's going to happen here, but I can't wait to watch it.
3: Wei Zhang and Joanna, when they got at it, because that was on that Adesanya fight right before the and
1: pandemic broke. That thing was so incredible. Good. Hey, this is this is old wrestling stuff you're talking about here. You know when you're talking about that, you know, I ran number one, you say, ah, puí. That's what I do, mean. That's what he said Matthew. I hope you remember that. I absolutely remember that. That sounds like we're getting a flashback there. You know, with with, with this? You're right, twenty twenty one they're 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 calling it communism? That's a that's a old Vince McMahon uh, trick. trick. Well, that's because Drago's not on the card, so
2: <laughs>
1: I don't know what uh, I, I want some Iron Sheik. I want I want you to give me some vocals from some some audio from Iron Sheik. I didn't want Iranian music there, nunchuck. It's not what I was looking for. Iron Man might have been a better background musical thing. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was going to go Iron Maiden there or something like that to make you happy, Yeah. You know? Thank you very much,
2: Gene Min, intelligent American, intelligent Miami city, all American resting city, people like you always tell the music, welcome to the Miami.
1: That was the very first interview he ever did when he got the, to the WWF. Yeah, I mean, we, we need some vintage chic. You know, we need some 1983
2: chic. Welcome to Miami. blasty, <laughs> pretty, blasty, Nikolai Volkov iron chic.
1: There you go. See, Matt, Matt knows his stuff. There you go. No doubt about it here. Hey, you mentioned, uh, speaking of wrestling, you mentioned Ben Askren earlier. We were talking about uh, Masvidal. Uh, did you watch any of that circus from Saturday night uh, with uh, Ben Askren getting beat down by Jake Paul, the YouTuber?
2: No, I didn't. Um, I, unfortunately, I was out fly fishing with the family this weekend, and I, so I didn't get to see the UFC or the boxing. But, well, I told everybody ahead of time, I said, look, Jake Paul's going to kill this guy. At the end of the day, what we don't see happen successfully, and we've seen a lot of people try it, is MMA stars or MMA fighters trying to cross over into boxing, boxing stars trying to cross over into MMA, we saw James Lights Out Tony try to go into the UFC and take on uh, Randy Couture back in the day. Randy Couture just toyed with him. We saw Conor McGregor go and take on Floyd Mayweather. Floyd Mayweather just toyed with him in a boxing ring. The two are so different. The sports are not alike. Yes, one component of MMA is striking with your hands and throwing punches, but sure, but that's all boxing does is throw punches and work on footwork associated with throwing punches, You're never going to beat a boxer as an MMA fighter going into their realm, just like boxers will probably never beat MMA fighters going inside the octagon fighting under MMA rules. Not to mention Jake Paul is younger, stronger, faster, taller, bigger. And at the end of the day, you know, Ben Askren had multiple surgeries, which forced him to retire from MMA. Uh, good, Good for him for making a bunch of money, but I could not see a path for him to win this fight. What is interesting, despite the fact that even in Ben Askren's MMA career, he was known for his wrestling. He was never a striker. He was always a ground guy in MMA. I went back and watched a replay of the fight Sunday when I got home, and he did land one pretty clean right hand on on Jake Paul. So at the end of the day, I still think Jake Paul has a long way to go, but look, this guy has carved out a career and making a ton of money boxing Non-boxers. He's like, let me find a bunch of guys who don't know how to box, who have big names, and convince them to come in here and box me. And, boy, is he making a career out of
1: it. Yeah, and, again, he's just—he's—he's he's really smart, him, his team, and marketing hand-picking these guys that he can thoroughly dominate. And, you know, people are buying
3: it, and he's making money. Well, and it's interesting, too, because I actually did go with some friends and watch the fight card. And um, Frank Mir was actually more of a boxer in his fight. He lost as well, but at least he had some stand-up. He was known for submissions as well. But as soon as he mentioned Ben Askren, and I'm thinking, the only time that Ben Askren uses stand-up is to throw a punch to set up his takedown to get it down to the mat. So from that standpoint, I thought it was brilliant. But, um, yeah, I mean, Jake Paul won that fight. But, uh, Matt, you mentioned you went fly fishing, but Ben Askren's the one that got caught.
2: Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. And you know what's interesting, though, is he's going to continue to get bigger and bigger paydays um, from guys that aren't really boxers. I don't know that that Jake Paul is ever going to fight a real boxer, and if he does, I think it's at least – You know, four or five years away. Because if you were Jake Paul, why would you ever do that? Why would you ever risk it? It would have to be a huge name, like a Floyd Mayweather, an Oscar de la Hoya. I mean, Floyd would be tiny compared to Jake Paul. Doesn't mean Floyd wouldn't fight him, but it would have to be somebody. Um, that I think is old enough to where Jake Paul would take a shot. Otherwise it's not in Jake Paul's best interest to box a real boxer when you're getting paid seven figures, to box guys that have never
1: boxed. <laughs> Matt, I'm gonna take the under on that, okay, You say four or five years? I, I say he is going to do it and it's going to be sooner than later. He because I know, of the, I think so. he, he's gonna fight a boxer that a, a, for a couple reasons why. First of all, it's his ego. He really believes that he is a boxer. He really truly believes that and he will make more money by having a challenge that now the crossover public or maybe even the boxing public will eventually buy into, he'll get more views, he'll he'll get more money and he's crazy enough to think he could take on one of these guys and maybe it might not be a high guy, but look at the this this thriller Thriller, whatever you want to call this this company. They've got former boxers. Stevie Cunningham was on the card. These other boxers are in Oscar the La full. Oscar De La Hoya was part Oc- of the, the announced team Absolutely there.
3: Absolutely correct.
1: You know, and Oscar made his uh, announcement here at the Venetian we talked about a couple weeks ago. So he's fighting part of this company. So Paul is going to do it. His ego will not allow him to settle for these ham and eggers anymore.
2: Do you think it's a retired boxer or semi-retired boxer like Oscar De La Hoya? I mean, he's not going to take on some... You know, 29-2 contender. No, they, well, they, the, the commission game.
1: won't let him do that. commission no, won't let him, but eventually... He's talked yeah. about Pacquiao.
3: And right. him, he's calling right. out bigger names that will be big paydays for him, but guys that are <laughs> long in the tooth and maybe don't have the same heart for I say he anymore. goes
1: one more ham and egg type of thing like this, but then he's going to get into the boxing realm. Maybe it is a Stevie Cutting... Somebody like that, you know what I'm saying? Who is retired, but still kind of active. You know, active. You know Oscar.
2: can move the, the needle enough or for him to take that chance, because Stevie Cunningham will beat him
1: up. Well, anybody's going to beat him up. I mean, that, that's that's a, if we're if, even if it's Oscar, even though Oscar is you know thirty pounds ago, and again because of all of the the alcohol, the drug problems, and I, I Oscar can get any type of shape he wants. But the bottom line is, as we've seen with Bernard Hopkins and these other guy, I mean, it doesn't matter. I mean, if the older you get, uh, the the younger guy is, is going to get you. So. He's going to try to handpick somebody with name recognition, name value, that is still in the game, and that will make him even more money. Old Oscar, 49, 50? <laughs> he's, no, he's not that old. Yeah, I, I don't know if he right. is going to go yeah. for a
3: younger guy with yeah. the name because, yeah. he, again, on that card, 46. Frank, Mir, Frank Mir was supposed to take on Tarver, but then Tarver bowed out, and that's why somebody else took on that fight. So I don't know who he fights. 48. Oscar's
2: yeah. 48. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If he fought a year or two, he'd be 50. Right.
3: Yeah. So, but but yeah, but I mean, but yeah, I mean, Jake Paul is handpicking people. But remember this: his, his brother Logan Paul is also doing the same type of thing, and he hasn't even won a fight, and he's still getting big money. Right, which, which is amazing to me. But see, at least Jake Paul has won. And for some reason, now there's some talk and rumor out there. That there might be a rematch with Nate Robinson. Yeah, why? Yeah, so he can knock him out
1: a second time. (laughs) See, you guys are talking big money here, okay? But this really isn't big money. It's big money in the sense that he's he's fighting these Hamanagers that have zero boxing experience, and it's it's like a circus. So it's like that's big money for that. But in the big scheme of things, if he's fighting a real boxer, he's going to make. Five to seven to ten times this. Oh yeah, no, and I, that's what his goal was. Yeah, is. no, I, I agree with that. Yeah, and it's he, not. It's not the hundred. Million and he'll that, get killed. but again, when they, if you,
3: if you did watch the event, Pete Davidson of all people from Saturday Night Live and dated Ariana Grande. That's his claims to fame, kind of. He was interviewing the fighters before the fight, and when he asked Ben Askren. Point blank, basically, why Why did you take this fight? He said, because I'm making five times more money than I ever yeah. did in an MMA fight. 500 but grand. When right? Ben Askren was walking out of that ring, I've never seen a guy that just got knocked out with a bigger smile on his face because the check cleared. And he hasn't been doing nothing for the past couple no, of years anyway, right? He's had injuries and that. Right. He was basically retired. Yeah. Money grab for him. P- P- Jake Paul actually made the joke before, the fight, before they had signed with Askren that his dog had more followers than Ben Askren, and they looked it
1: up. And it's actually true, uh, man. Are you like me? You got no interest in, in seeing any of this nonsense.
2: I, I didn't have much interest for, for the Jake Paul fight, other than from a betting perspective. At one point, so that fight opened around Paul minus two dollars, but it dropped as really close to a pickum at one point, and then I jumped in and said, "Boy, this wow. is."
1: I wish, I, yeah, I wish I would have jumped in because I, I, yeah, I heard people saying, you know, th- yeah, this guy has no shot. Askren has the zero shot. shot. Yeah. And that's that's great odds.
2: I'll be interested to see who he fights next because uh, I will say this. I thought the fight was priced really light as if Ben Askren had a shot or if 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 Ben Askren were training as if he was a boxer. But Ben Askren's not a boxer. He never had a chance in this fight. He just got a big payday. So if they continue to set him up with fights that are going to be one-sided, but you can have odds less than minus two to one, could be some value in making some money off Jake yeah. Paul. There's no reason yeah. why we all can't make
1: money off this circus. Yeah, we met. We missed the boat, and I'll tell you why. There's this is, and you probably know better than me. But my theory in this, the reason why it was such low odds, because remember who the betting public is. They're not Jake Paul fans. They don't even know who this guy is. You got to remember the people that that Jake Paul, the, the people that follow him. They do They don't bet sports. They're not sports people. They definitely don't bet sports. So the sports betting public say, hey, Ben Askren, UFC. Guy, so even though they might not be that knowledgeable about okay, the guy's more of a wrestler than boxer, that's why it, it you know there was some great value there because it's not Jake Paul followers that even are betting this, it's sports guys that are betting this, trying to force a bet.
2: Yeah, you're right. And the one thing Ben Askren had going for him is he, he was a champion fighter, albeit right. in a different sport, it was MMA, not boxing. He was a champion fighter. And I think people probably thought, well, Jake Paul, this YouTuber, the first time he gets in there with an actual fighter, he's going to get killed. But this wasn't MMA. It was boxing with a guy with two surgically repaired knees, long retired.
3: And and those knees had a hard time getting him back up, and they were very wobbly. Some people thought it was stopped too soon. If they wouldn't have stopped it, Ben Ashkin was going to go down the next time he got hit. That was pretty obvious from it. And, uh, yeah, so I don't know who he fights next. I'm kind of curious myself, but again, Ben Askren was very happy, you could tell. Now he's saying how he's embarrassed and he let down the, I not only let down the MMA world, I let down the entire world and certainly the combat sports world. I think Ben Askren knew it was going to happen beforehand, but now that he saw it and realized how ridiculous he looked, now all of a sudden he's not happy with, uh, maybe I made the wrong decision, but... I'm sure that money will tide him over oh, and, a little and people bit. people
1: will forget about it. And McGregor said the same thing. And people that, that followed McGregor are fans of McGregor after the Mayweather debacle. They said that, too. But they quickly forgot. They quickly forgot. He just got back. And again, the U- he, you know.
3: he, made, he made five times more money than he has. And, and McGregor's one of the highest paid UFC guys. Right. And he still made a ton more money for that joke. And it hasn't affected him getting big money right. fights in the UFC. It's foregone conclusion that. now. So, yeah. I mean, why not? I, I, I don't begrudge him from it. And, again, I meant more just to hang out with some guys and watch it and that. But I thought it was a joke of a fight going into it. But, you know, but I will say this. Jake Paul, at least to his credit, you can tell that he takes it serious and he does work on his boxing. Is he a real
1: boxer? No. Does he think he is? I kind of think he does oh, think he is. Of course, he does. He wouldn't be going to this, no doubt. And let's be honest: you went to, you didn't go watch it with the guys. You went to go look at the the cocktail waitresses and the food servers. That's where. No, that's I, why you went. I can
3: go there any time. I don't have to pay a cover charge normally when I go there. So no, that is not actually the case. You are wrong, my friend. I went there to see the fight and also to watch the UFC and some other events that were going on as well. A little fracture though, for the servers a little bit. It's, I've seen them all a thousand times. Eye candy. Okay. I know. There you go. I I used to get paid to go there to watch they, them. They know long. you by
1: your first name. That's great. There it is. of them do. There you go. Some of them. Do. You're gonna you're gonna have a food item on the menu named after you. Yeah. Maybe there it is. We'll see. All right, Matt. I appreciate the time. As always, uh, we'll let you get back to some TV duties. How's that? All right, guys. Appreciate it. There it is. Matthew Thanks. Holt. U.S. Integrity. I uh, love talking UFC and everything uh, with him. And next time we have Matt on, uh, I want to dive into the whole integrity thing. And we've talked about his his business before. Again. You know, Matt's background has been on with me for years and years as the, uh, the vice president of uh, one of the former uh, conglomerates here, you know, in town in the sports book uh, industry, started his own company, U.S. Integrity, and they monitor the integrity of all sports. And uh, next time we have him on, I really want to touch about what he feels, which sport really has the most integrity. You know,
3: because we've seen... That would be an interesting question. Yeah. Because yeah. every one of them has, you know, some people question things about it. By yeah. the way, I want to throw this in real quick, too, because we talked about some of the cards. We didn't mention... I mean, we mentioned two good women's fights, and he mentioned Thug Rose and Wei Li Zhang with their fight. Mm-hmm. Valentina Savchenko is taking on Jessica Andraj in the other women's title bout. And Savchenko is absolutely dynamite. So the uh, the two women's fights might be this the Saturday. fights to watch yeah. on
1: this card this Saturday. 261. Yeah, that'll be good. All right. Uh, you got to agree with Matt, too. Usman over Masvidal, that should be a no-brainer, right?
3: And again, think about Masvidal, too, how it all kind of comes full circle. Mm -hmm. What Ben Askren, who's had a pretty good, successful career, is going to be most known for is getting knocked out by Jake Paul on one punch and the knee from Masvidal, right. which is one of the most vicious knees right. ever and one of the shortest fights ever in history. Right. No one's going to remember everything else Ben Askren did in his career. They're going to remember those two devastating mm. knockouts. At least this one, mm. he got paid more
1: for it and probably got hurt a lot less. Right. i just tell you, man, <laughs> this, you know, I-, I wish we could have bet on wrestling back in the day. That's it. That, that should have been on the betting board.
2: No! Purple per- Correctioner, you come to the big Apple WWF, you beat one champ, as you is I respect you. But remember, like Mr. Blasi said, you're gonna wrestling exactly uh-huh. now miami monday april 28th i hope all your fans american boys american girls ladies and gentlemen they're gonna support you they're gonna say usa usa
1: hi this is bill beer and you're listening to the tc martin show All right, this week, uh, more great guests uh, coming your way. Charles Mann, the former Washington Redskins in the Ring of Fame. Love talking with him every time that we have some Washington football team stuff. It's okay, I know. Guys give me the eye because I said Redskins. That's okay. He was a Redskin. It's okay. Uh, Trevor Maddich as well, too. We'll get his thoughts because the draft is coming this week. Of so well, why you
3: gotta get so sensitive about that? We weren't giving you say you guys and you're looking. At, I didn't give you say anything uh, about I, it. I
1: wasn't looking at you. Either. Did you notice that? How my my vision. Right, was but you said growing. you guys. Yeah. he's only one person. That's true. Okay, all right. You know, calm down. Freudian slip. It
3: doesn't matter. What do you think the new That's,
1: name of the is going to be? Yeah, we saw a story about this last week, right? It was some some yeah, ridiculous Yeah, they showed like thing. some
3: list or this or that, and it's like. Yeah, what was that? I
1: don't, that I don't, it I, was something really ridiculous and. Uh, Let's let's get to that tomorrow. Yeah, let's. That's a terrible Tuesday right there. I can't remember what it was, but tomorrow let's 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 dive into that.
3: But uh, I think they should just be the Washington corrupt politicians because <laughs> it's perfect for the city. But I doubt they'll go with it. Then we'd have another WCT, or you could just call them the politicians. <laughs> be, yeah, they would be uh, because because corrupt politicians are almost an oxymoron. I mean, like, aren't aren't most of them?
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's like a laundry list of names that. Uh, I mean, they're, they're crazy. Let, here, I think I've got the list of the names here. Uh, Aces, they're not going to be the Aces. We're not going to let them be the Aces. This is in some type of alphabetical order. The Ambassadors, the Anchors, Archers. Stop me when one sounds good to you. Uh, the Aviators. Look, at, They're trying to uh, go into Vegas here. Go, How many the Aces names do they have? and they already like five or six just with A. Listen, the <laughs> Belters, Brigade, Commanders, Defenders, the Demon Cats, the First City Football Club, the, the FC. Demon the Demon Cats. Yeah, is, is that like a, I don't, is well, It Something like it from a cartoon or something. That doesn't seem like it. Yeah. yeah. These cats hang out in manhole covers. I mean,
3: I know Doja Cat, I think, was the p- performing at that Jake Paul fight or something. Is it
1: related? Or I... Let's see. <laughs> go back. Go back. You're, you're going too fast. Hold on. All right. I'm talking a numb check here. The Griffins. The Guardians, the Icons, the Icons. Yeah, the Icons taking on the Cowboys. That's stupid. The Majors. Look at all the military references from commanders to brigade to majors. Monarchs. I'm going to bring back the Sacramento Monarchs. The Butterflies. They'd be the Butterflies. (laughs) Pilots, Presidents, Razorbacks. You can't have a Razorback. That's Arkansas. Are Razorbacks indigenous to D.C.? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of pigs there. Renegades, Riders, Rising... Andre Risen. <laughs> Would it be Bad Mood Ryzen right, Exactly. <laughs> There's a theme song. Royals. Swifts. Warriors. Oh, we can't go Warriors. Can't do that. But they could come out and play. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> the Wayfarers. What is that? Wild Hogs. Wait, Wayfarers,
3: isn't that a commercial for, like, uh, where you order stuff from or something? What What is this? Wayfarers?
1: I mean, this what is what I need or something? So or? These are actually not uh, nominations, and, and people are are nominating these names for them to consider. It's ridiculous.
3: When are they going to name this team? In 2028? Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't they nail that? Nail, they've had all this time, and they've still got that long of a laundry list? you got to do it before the draft, right? So you, know, you have your marketing. A great marketing opportunity the, the, first, the NFL draft. Yeah, the first number one jersey yes. for the new team name. Yes. Oh. And they still have 50 names out there?
1: So Charles Mann's going to join us tomorrow. Like I said, anything in Washington. Love having Charles on, especially wanted to talk with him today, but he couldn't make it today regarding the Alex Smith uh, retirement. So we'll touch on that. The name change, Goofy. Trevor Madge will join us. Trevor obviously doing a whole bunch of work for ESPN this week. Uh, one of the college football gurus for ESPN, but also uh, does uh, the NFL side with the Washington Football Club there back in DC as well. And uh, B.J. Armstrong is going to join us tomorrow. B.J. Armstrong. Yeah, hey, I thought you'd like that one. Yeah. He, the former Bull.
3: See so. if they let him in the uh, the United Center since they didn't let him in the Chicago Stadium at first because they didn't know that he was a player. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> he <They laughs> looked too young. Yeah. <laughs> B.J.,
1: great guy. Uh, Phenomenal shooter, too. Yes.
3: Everybody remembers John Paxson. A lot of people forget Craig Hodges and B.J. Uh, Armstrong.
1: Yeah, there you go. So I thought, you know, we, we've had Craig Hodges on, so now we got to get the other shooter on there as well, too, you know. Got to get BJ on. So, yeah, great guy. Uh, He'll have a lot to offer tomorrow, too. You know, just a guy that just loves basketball. He's doing a – he has his own podcast now, just like the big seven-footer has his own. BJ has his own. Uh, See where he thinks he would fit into today's game with everybody being out of the three-point line. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, BJ has some great thoughts. So, make sure you're listening tomorrow. BJ Armstrong joins the show. So, yes, uh, a lot of great stuff. That doesn't sound all that terrible for a Tuesday. No, right? Well (laughs) – could throw TJ Reeves in there to <laughs> live up to that. <laughs> live from the drive through it's TJ Reeves. He actually thinks that he belongs on Terrible Tuesday. Because you know, he'll text me and say, can I come on? Do I have to come on a Tuesday. It's like, dude, you're just saying you're terrible. Maybe he's
3: just a creature of habit. He's yeah. got his three dog Thursdays so and no he wants to be part of Terrible yeah, Tuesday. Right. He uh-huh. just kind of wants it. You know, it's it, it's like, you know. Th- this is the things he wants to do. So yeah. hey, his podcast should be the drive through podcast.
1: Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, Today please. we got a super size show. Please <laughs> let's let's don't give this guy any more ideas. But uh, back to the Washington football name, I really don't understand. And again, yes, I'm one of those guys that you know. I don't like change unless it's really, really necessary, mandatory. I mean, the whole Hey Reb thing has still got me going and changing the name of Rebels, which I don't believe you even need to do that. Again, it's not founded on that. That's not what that name means. And if University of Mississippi isn't changing their name, UNLV shouldn't change their name you know, uh, again.
3: Well, we, we've talked about it for a long time. We, Marquette was the one that never made any sense to me because just change the emblem if people are that upset about it. But, yeah, and, and the one that doesn't make any sense to me right now today, the Indians. We're, we're, we're changing the name, but we're not changing it this year. Well, if it's that offensive, why? Are, <laughs> right. what, we're keeping it till we get the new. At least they're not doing like Washington and being the Cleveland nothings right now. Mm-hmm. But it's but at the same time, it's like this is so offensive. we got to change it. But not this year.
1: Yeah. <laughs> is there really much of a difference between a warrior, an Indian, and a brave?
3: Well, to me, there is because a warrior can be anything.
1: Right? A warrior can be the Celtic
3: okay. warriors. It could be, uh, okay. you know, Genghis Khan. And I mean, it, so no a need to change warrior Can, can no literally need. be anything. Yeah. Yeah. It, again, if okay. they didn't like the logo of it, they right. could have just changed that. But what's the brave say to you? What is? What does the brave say? I mean, to me, it says that you're honoring the bravery of the Native American tribes and that kind of stuff. But, but, but it was all an honor. I can see where people might find redskin offensive. because, And especially if you read the original lyrics of the fight song and that, it does have some different meanings. Not even like right. double innuendos or something. It's flat out racist in some of the lyrics and that kind of stuff.
1: But but it was only issue in the last decade
3: right and, and and again, so and I know they say if it offends one person, then it's one mm. too many. Well, something's going to offend everybody, right. you know we have how what eight billion people now in mm. the world, people find stuff offensive, especially in this day and
1: age. Do't you believe that it doesn't even get to the i mean going way back to whenever the redskin name was you know fifties whatever it was. At that nothing is going to get to the forefront and, and and pass everything if it is deemed defensive. So obviously it wasn't deemed offensive back then. Again, while we were growing up, it was never deemed offensive. And again, I used well, to go or back, if it was, they just ignored the people that did say right, it was offensive. Yeah, but you know, and again, and we never heard that. And the former players say the exact same thing. They just took it as, hey, this represents Native Americans, and and we're not, you know. They never looked at Native Americans in a bad light. It was more of a badge of honor and this sort of thing. And that's why you had all of those names. And the Indians, the same thing. I mean, it's, you know, is it the classiest names? No, but no one deemed Indians offensive. The Cowboys and the Indians. Okay, that's the way they viewed it, looked at it. And remember a few years back when the Indians said, okay, we're getting this pressure, this and that. We'll just change you know, our logo, because remember the logo was the guy with the big teeth and right. the, the kind of fun thing, looked like a chipmunk or something like that, or whatever. And then I said, like, oh, that is deemed offensive. Okay, let's get rid of that, and let's just go to a C. You know, it's, I don't know. But you're right. They said, oh, we're, we're making the change, but eh, not this year. By the way, looking at the team history
3: of the Redskins, they started out as the Boston Braves. That's right. That's in 1932. Right then to, uh, they were the Boston Redskins from 33 to 36 they did become the Washington Redskins in 1937 37 okay yeah so That's so it has been a while but again but and and again you mentioned the Braves and I don't know that you have to change the whole name and this that and the other but you know remember they used to have chief nakahoma Yes. They had a guy out in left field that every time they hit a home run would do a little rain dance thing. Okay, if you want to change something like that because people find it offensive, you know, but then you have things. The Florida Seminoles aren't going to change their name because they work in conjunction with the Seminole tribe. I mean, you can still find ways to show that you're paying homage to it in support. You mentioned that one team from uh, the the Islanders or something like that down in Texas Corpus Christi. Yeah, Yeah, in Corpus Christi. And. But people don't want to do the research to see what something means. I know a lot of people tell me all the time, it's like, well, the Blackhawks are going to have to change their name. It was a tribute to the battalion that the original owner of the Blackhawks fought with in World War I. It, 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 you know, but it's a lot easier to just criticize and cry and whine about stuff than actually do the research to find out what it means and find out how some of the stuff that is so offensive... Is in reality a
1: tribute and an honor to right. the stuff, and and that's what Marquette was. You go back to Marquette, you talk about the Warriors, and again, no one thought anything derogatory about that. But where, what got Marquette for them to change to the Golden Eagles was it was the mascot, it was Wampum Willie, yeah, Wampum Willie, and they go, okay, yeah, that's offensive. Well, let's keep warriors, but just get rid of wampum willingness that. Well, no, we can't do that. Let's just make a clean break and a clean change. And that, I mean, that was a big deal up in Milwaukee yeah. and throughout the state of Wisconsin. Because oh, I,
3: I was in the Chicagoland area at the yep. time, and
1: it, and, and it certainly bled down to there as well. And, and you you know that area. I mean, it, it there's a lot of native land and in, in, in tribal communities up there. I mean, Green Bay is a huge tribal community with the Oneida Nation up there. And again, their name is the Oneida Indian Nation, you know. And they're well, other... they have the Indian gaming yeah. in that, and the Indian, Wisconsin right. Dells and have they, all the
3: shows in and that. And with they the... have the
1: title in there, Indian, yeah. so they don't are demon offensive. But uh, again, that's that's big in Wisconsin. They go well. Let's let's stay away from this until. This, still to this day, people say, why couldn't we have kept Warriors? I mean, Warriors was great. They won a national championship with Al McGuire in 1977. Bo Ellis, Butch Lee, and those guys with as the Warriors. So. Wampum Willie was a problem, I guess.
3: Yeah, but, but, but a drunk little leprechaun isn't a problem for the Irish people there at Notre go. Dame. There you They're go. They're the fighting Irish. Yes. He's a drunk little fighting leprechaun yeah. that wants to fight everybody. But that's endearing and wonderful. I, I'm part Norwegian. I've never been offended by the Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> As you should, though.
1: No. no. And uh, it all started... With Stanford going way back, the Stanford Indians, they were the first one. Then Dartmouth followed. Dartmouth were the the Indians. Those were the two universities going back 35 years ago, whatever it was, that that changed it. And that was it. Now that's where it started. Those were the dominoes. that got it rolling, and now it continues
3: to roll. And now there's going to be be some people out there that uh, aren't going to be happy until everything gets changed.
1: And like you said, then they're just going to find something new to Mm -hmm. complain about. And what do they get stuck with at Stanford? A tree as your mascot. You know, they're not called the trees because they want – you know that story. I think we've talked about it, right? And Cardinal is
3: not Cardinals. They're cardinal singular and plural.
1: You know, I was watching – I think it was the NCAA Women's Tournament, and somebody – either it was a a recruit or another player or somebody said that I had no idea that it it was a color. I, I thought it was a bird. And it's like, what? You go to school there? You didn't know that? Or it was very strange. But yeah, it's for the yeah. And what they did, because Stanford's always been proactive, you know, student union and all that stuff. Uh, they want the the student body voice. And they put it to a vote way back when they said, Let's okay, we're getting rid of the Indians, you guys name it. And they had all these crazy names because Stanford is known for being a little little out there, right? Wait, and they want to be
3: elitist and show that they're right. smarter than everybody else. So, so they're going to do a little wordplay with you. The
1: student body, correct. The student body voted as Trees, number one. and administration said... We're not going to even be called the Stanford Trees. That doesn't go this and that. So the student Plus body. Plus, it's very nondescriptive. There's a right.
3: lot of various types of trees in the world. Very good. That's true too. <laughs> the basketball team so, would be the redwoods, and then the. <laughs> so they go. You know what?
1: We can't settle on a name. We're just going to go. We're, we're cardinal and white. So we're not going to be called the whites. So we'll be called the cardinal. So they go, cardinal. They go to give back. Well, Could you...
3: you imagine if they would have gone with the I, Stanford
1: Whites? I, right i'm telling you yikes yikes is right they'd be changing that now so they said to honor the student body who voted for the trees we'll give you the mascot and this mascot is this ridiculous looking tree who has gone on the field during part of the stanford bands routine and i have witnessed urinating on the field the tree has urinated on the field so well, if they
3: play that. Georgia, the Bulldogs should urinate on the yeah. tree. Yeah,
1: right. Yeah. Yeah.
3: <laughs> so, Cardinal is a mm-hmm. color of red. Yes. It's a cardinal red.
1: Right. Yeah. And, and the, it's
3: the same singular or plural. Right.
1: Yes, correct.
3: And their mascot is a green tree. It's, well, it's more brown than green.
1: Yeah. It's, it's got Well, the, then the they the need to water it.
3: Well, yeah. <laughs> that's because they're urinating on it instead of watering it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the leaves are green, the leaves coming out of the guy's head.
3: You know, it, but, it like a, but
1: it's like, it's like an green.
3: evergreen tree, right? It's like it, people call it, it the Christmas tree, but it's like, it's not a Christmas tree, no. Yeah. no, no, no. I, I know, I was gonna say, I know okay. they
1: get upset when you call so it. So if you look, if you look at some of the images, the yeah, there's like a Christmas tree connotation. But when you look at the mascot itself, the mascot just looks like a long haired leafy tree, right? So it kind of looks like, yeah, but yeah, the bark is there, and he, 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 or she runs around, and yeah, that is their mascot. So you'll find a tree looks, looks
3: pretty damn green to me from the pictures I'm well, seeing. Okay, that's from the a, images. What you
1: just showed me is a different version from what I've seen. That I, must be I I, I that must be just, more current. That must I, be current. I haven't seen it yeah, in years. I mean, there's. Yeah, that's totally different than what I remember It looks like
3: a happy-go-lucky high tree to me. Because I used to
1: go to a lot of Stanford games.
3: Oh, bro, I'm low-key faded, bro. I I do think he's got RVD CBDs, though, however. There has (laughs) been, if you go
1: through the history, there's been uh, several different renditions of the mascot. No, And and I know that, but again... If you go to look at some of the ones I'm talking about from 20 years ago, it looks nothing like what you're showing me right now. No,
3: and and when I Google it right now, this
1: is what comes... Up today. So that's today's. So that looks yeah. more like a Hanna-Barbera, uh, you know, yeah. character. I'm mean, just saying, want something
3: green. They should have gone with Gumby. Yeah. this <laughs> is Stanford Gumbys.
1: They'd be very yeah. flexible.
3: Have a great gymnastics team. <laughs> <laughs> Insane.
1: Insane in the membrane. That's all you got to say with that one. I don't know. Craziness. All right. Golden Knights, uh, they've won six in a row against. Kind of like we said they were going to. Yes,
3: the total bottom feeders of the division. But you know what? You're supposed to beat the teams that they put in front of you, and they've been doing that. But boy, not a lot of fight there in Anaheim
1: or LA. Five two yesterday again. Just you take these LA teams, and just throw, I mean, come on, they don't want to be there. It looks like neither one. They of these want teams. the season over. Thank they you.
3: want right. to get the season over. Right. right. We're not going any bubble. We don't have any playoff
1: history. Let's just end this already. Hey, Golden Knights made up uh, four points uh, just like that. You remember just earlier in the, or last week? when we you know, well, the 64. other team's not playing games right. because Cal- they have COVID That's issues. That's where I was going, yeah. <laughs> Colorado 64, Golden Knights 60. All of a sudden, boom, boom, here we go. I'm curious to see if yep. San
3: Jose shows a little fight tonight yeah. because it is – Pete DeBoer's former team, and because Patrick Marlowe is breaking Gordy Howe's record for the most games ever played, you would think that if they have any pride whatsoever, they will show up tonight to play. However, they have Martin Jones on net, so they're not winning the game. Gold Knights minus two forty the line. Yeah, deservedly. Really I think sell? that's the biggest uh, line of the day in hockey. Yeah, no, I looked sure, at yeah. them earlier. So. Right, right. There's some right around right. there, but yeah, the, I mean it's uh, again. No disrespect to the Golden Knights because they've played Colorado and the other team's tough as well. But um, the bottom of this division mm. is really bad.
1: Do you know today's an anniversary?
3: Uh, I know it's the anniversary of Wayne Gretzky's final point of the regular season in the NHL, it but is. I think you're talking about something else. Yes, yeah, some a
1: little bit more, I don't want to say exciting, but more, uh, you know, controversial. Anniversary, April 19th, 1990. The Philadelphia 76ers and the Detroit Pistons getting ready for playoff battle, regular season game. It was awesome. It's really known as Charles Barkley versus our good friend Bill Laimbeer.
0: Here's an old audio clip from Sports Center with some highlights. Bill Lambier, Charles Barkley. They make no secret of the fact that they don't like each other. Barkley and Dennis Rodman. Maybe the best defensive player against one of the better offensive players. It was a standoff early on. Barkley for three. Good. Sixers up by eight. 45-37. Pistons on a run. Isaiah finds Rodman. And the Sixers lead is 59-58. The Sixers stay tough. Percy Hawkins. What a difference a year makes. The pull-up three. Good. 75-67. Sixers. Johnny Dawkins with a steal. He'll find Barkley. Barkley had 36. The Sixers up by seven. Less than four minutes to go. Isaiah ejected. Mahorn elated. These two went at each other all night long. They've been going at each other all season long. Rodman with a push on Mahorn. Lane Beer follows with the ball. And then Barkley and Lane Beer. Barkley gets in the left. Lane Beer will come back with an uppercut. Lane Beer, who's had that mouse under his eye for most of the season, Also had a cut. Both benches empty. It went on for five minutes. The fans also got involved in it. It was an ugly situation. You can look for fines. I think the biggest thing to be concerned of for both of these teams is if anybody's going to be suspended for the first round of the playoffs. Both teams jawing at each other. The Pistons did not like the fact that the Sixers clinched the Atlantic Division on their home court.
3: This is really nasty.
0: They tried to go to the, the locker room. Barkley went into the locker room and actually broke a toilet seat. He was so mad. <laughs> he, you heard say, you know what he, he broke a toilet seat.
1: Awesome. Remember that? I don't remember breaking the yeah. toilet seat. No, I don't to know to if that said, I made the TV. Me, but but yeah,
3: remember, yeah, I, I kind of remember the fight. It was yeah. long before the malice at the Palace.
1: Yes, it was. <laughs> All right. So here is some uh, uh, commentary from Barkley and our good friend, Big Bill Lambeer, after the game. You know, they they, uh, threw a lot of cheap shots down the stretch and tried to interrupt our celebration, but can't nothing take away from it. I got hit first, so, um, you know, what he says is insignificant because uh, he really doesn't – nobody really cares about him. He's a loser. (laughs) There's Bill Ambeer. Got to love it.
3: Bill Ambeer in the round mound of rebound. Yeah,
1: exactly. You don't see that anymore. You don't see those type of battles.
3: You know? Well, no, because guys get suspended for three games or more yeah. if they do something like that but today. But this
1: was a legitimate fight. You know, we always talk about, uh, you don't see pushing, shoving, and they Not stop like it. Not like the baseball fights you're talking about yeah, all the thank time. Thank you. Exactly. <laughs> Even in the NBA, you don't
3: see Or that. it's just a let's everybody meet in center field and
1: see what's yeah. going on. How about dinner plans after the game? Yeah. Next time uh, we, get, <laughs> we have Bill on the show, let's ask him, uh, how do you feel about Charles Barkley, you know, 30 years later? Maybe. What's the greatest NBA fight that you've ever seen? I don't know. I, I don't want to say the Rudy Tomjanovich uh, well, no. thing, because that wasn't a fight. That was. No. Just, uh, well, neither know, was
3: Kareem Kermit. and Kent Benson. Yeah, right,
1: right. It was a hell of a bunch. Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> Maybe that one. Maybe. It's amazing what training with Bruce Lee does yeah. for you.
1: <laughs> yeah. Maybe that one we just heard. All right. Happy anniversary, April 19, 1990. Pistons and Sixers. Oh, there's some great NBA rivalries back then. All right. Appreciate you joining us. Go to the website, tcmartin.tcmartinshow.com for all of your stuff. And we'll be back at it again tomorrow. Terrible Tuesday. Get ready.
3: Maybe oh. those two will be on the undercar the next Jake Paul fight. <laughs>
1: <laughs> rather see that. Jeez. <laughs> Have yourself a good one for Ballpark. TC saying so long. We'll catch you tomorrow at 2.